Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Throughout the 2019 NFL season, I've been podcasting after every Chicago Bears game because I'm sort of trying to get back into professional football for reasons I don't completely understand. Well, I asked a lot of friends of the show if they watch football, and, and most of them said no, and some of them said yes, and those are the people on the show, and I tried to match up uh, cities in which people reside or used to reside to the teams that the Chicago Bears are playing. The professional football season is a lot shorter than the National Basketball Association season. There are 82 NBA games and there are 16 regular season NFL games. So unfortunately, the Bears don't play the Jets. But that doesn't mean I didn't want to talk about New York sports. So uh, rather than just wait a year, I decided to do a show about the Chicago Bulls versus New York Knicks. Monday, October 28th game, which was a 98 to 105 Bulls loss. It was a tough one if you're a Bulls fan. They clearly should have won that game. They just decided to stop playing. But anyways, that's not the point. The point is uh, Jack Inslee and I talk about the New York Knicks and Chicago Bulls. A little bit about the NBA, a little bit about the NFL. China does come up and uh, I think it's a fun episode. I, I think you'll enjoy it if you like basketball. If you like basketball and you're listening to the show for some reason, cool, awesome, Jamel Johnson who hosts the Air Buds podcast, was just on. Jack clearly loves basketball. CJ Teledano will be on a future episode. He's clearly loves basketball. Doesn't matter. It's a fun one. Uh, before we begin the show, just one last thing. We are wrapping up our 11th year of existence. We have two anniversary shows. The first is Friday, December 6th at the Wonderland Ballroom in Washington, D.C. Teen Mortgage will be uh, closing out that show, and they're my favorite uh, live band out of D.C., uh, maybe the country right now? I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Teen Mortgage is headlining that show Friday, December 6th. And then we finally return home to the Hungry Brain on Thursday, December 26th, the day after Christmas, to celebrate 11 years of you, me, them, everybody. So without further ado, here's Jack Inslee and I on the New York Knicks defeat of the Chicago Bulls from October 28th, 2019. So I've been trying to get into the football season because now I have a kid and I don't want my kid to feel left out. So I wanted to sort of get back into the most popular sport in America while also sort of ignore the day-to-day life problems. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so I thought football was like the way to go because baseball season's over and baseball is definitely the best sport to sort of divorce yourself from reality, especially when you're doing like 2 a.m. feedings. You could like read about baseball and like look at box scores. It makes the most sense. So there's no time in baseball. What do you mean there's no time? In the game, the game's not time. Exactly. That's another yeah. reason why it's yeah. beautiful. Like last night's was the game seven of the World Series, and it went for like four hours. Yeah. It was perfect. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. But football is like this three-hour like block of car crashes, right? It's yeah. In theory, it's the perfect thing to talk about all week. You get like riled up. But I didn't watch football for a lot of years because of all the like the obvious social justice reasons, the obvious racism, the obvious CTE problems. But hear, hear me out. This is the first year of the NFL where I feel like every single player knew the risk when they got into playing the game. Because the risks have been like public for 10 to 15 years. That's pretty fair. Where 10 to 15 years ago, you didn't know it's not... Like Brian Urlacher didn't know how messed up he was going to no, be. This, that's pretty fair. But Khalil Mack knows what he's getting into. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, this is risk management. I can understand that. Also, the fact that Kaepernick got paid by the NFL in that suit made me be like, all right, maybe there is such a thing as justice and stuff like that. Still not great, but it's a little bit more forgivable than it was even five years ago. So I'm watching it. But here's the problem. The Bears aren't good. 
and they were supposed mm-hmm. to be good, but mm-hmm. I've decided to do this. And mm-hmm. I asked you before the season started, like, hey, do you like football? And you're like, no, I never really have. And I'm like, well, who was your team? And I think you said the Jets? It was the Jets. It was the Jets. There was a sliver of time uh, in high school, a few years, where I like paid attention. Yeah, everyone has like a year or two. But I just, yeah. And the Jets were good, what, like three years of your life, maybe? Maybe. And by good, I mean like sort of good. Like they didn't made the playoffs. They, went they weren't for, the Giants. No, the Giants have won multiple Super Bowls right. since you've been alive. So, yeah. So, and the Bears aren't playing the Jets this year, so it's like, you love basketball. So much. You might be my friend that likes basketball the most. Oh, that's, I'm honored. You're definitely the top five. I think you're the number one. No, you're the number two person. Okay. My number one is CJ Toledano. Okay. Because he worked for the Pistons, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're like very close second, and your team is the Knicks. It sure is. Which is, to me, worse than the Jets. It sure is. Because... <laughs> They both actually. Let's trace this back. The Knicks won the title in the is the seventies or sixties with Phil Seventies, seventies, uh, yeah. And then the Jets won the title, the third Super Bowl. I want to say sixty-seven. It might have been later. It was roughly the same time. Rough, close enough. And they haven't been good since. Neither team has gone. They to both the, have uh, Trumpian owners. They do. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into ownership. Well, and and so, anyways, that's not where I'm trying to go with this. <laughs> the point is. I'm trying to find a sport that I could watch both passively and with my son. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, it's, I don't think it's going to be football. And baseball's not on right now. And hockey is just too much for a little guy to like look at. Maybe it's basketball. Sure. I love basketball. The Bulls haven't been good in a very long time. The last time they were good. What do you good, mean they haven't been good they haven't in been a good very since, long time? They haven't been good since Derrick Rose got hurt in game one of the uh, playoffs against the Hawks. And they had the best record in the NBA to all of a sudden the best to the MVP can't move anymore. They have made that the was playoffs. like twenty twelve. They, they've made the playoffs seven of the last ten years, not counting this season. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, like, actually pose a threat to LeBron. See, this is where a Knicks fan, my my like my spectrum of what's good and not good is. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I know I'm talking fast, but there's a lot to get to. The reason why I was like, even even then, Derrick Rose is too problematic. Where I can't be a complete mm-hmm. Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. So. They got rid of Derrick Rose. Fine. I could like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler doesn't want to be a bull. Mm-hmm. He's got to go away. I get that. He made the right decision. He's also crazy. <laughs> but I think Miami's got a shot this year. Anyways, the Bulls right now, the Knicks right now, yeah. I think are two pretty likable teams. I think so. They're youngish. There's really no ego except for one man that happened to be a former bull that defeated the Bulls this week. Wow. So we're here to technically talk about... The Chicago Bulls' fourth game of the year. The New York Knicks' fourth game? Maybe yeah. third game of the year? Yeah, high-stakes basketball year. <laughs> early basketball. Early, late October basketball. Tuesday night's game. Was it Tuesday or Monday? Uh, it was Monday night. Monday night's New York Knicks versus Chicago Bulls at oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden. At the Garden. Thank you, League Pass, for being free in October. The Chicago Bulls lost. They did. They definitely lost. They definitely lost. To the New York Knickerbockers. They did. Who were in who were losing the entire game until former Bull Bobby Portis decided to be good for roughly five minutes and that's, sink consecutive threes. That's exactly right. I mean, uh, do you remember Bobby Portis as a bull? He was crazy. Well, yes, yes. Do you want to tell the story? No, I. You are the expert, and I only know the like highlights. Okay. Well, Bobby Portis, this kind of like lifelong underdog from Arkansas. Um, was he like six eleven? Um, 
when I say he has crazy eyes, that might be an understatement. He's got the kind of <laughs> face that just kind of scares you. Um, last, I guess two seasons ago, he gets in a scuffle with uh, Nikola Mirotic in a practice. A Bulls sh- practice. A Bulls practice. And breaks his face, essentially. <laughs> Mirotic is out for like two months with a face mask <laughs> and just fractures <laughs> every bone in this guy's face. <sighs> um, that's Bobby Portis's <laughs> kind of claim to fame before Monday night. And now he's a Nick. And now he's a Nick. 19,000 fans chanting, only as a New York crowd can do, chanting Bobby Portis's name at the end of the game. Like, the Bulls lost that game. The Bulls dominated that game. They were up over 10 for more than 70% of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just kind of fell apart. It was a roller coaster. I mean, and it was not a roller coaster. Roller coasters go up and down. The Bulls were in the lead from the start until two minutes left. It's not a roller coaster. What I meant to say is as a Knicks fan, it was a roller coaster of emotion. Okay. Right? So, and, and I have this kind of text thread with my brother. We watch most games and chat throughout the game. You know, we have some kind of excitement over the summer. Like, it's not going to be as bad as last year. It's mm-hmm. going to be marginally better. And the first quarter of that Bulls-Knicks game, both of us were like, fuck this. I'm not watching anymore. Yeah. Like, it was dark. So this is why I think I, I definitely want sports in my kid's life. Because you just said you have a text chain with your brother. You got it. You have, there's 82 regular season NBA games. Are you talking after every or during every Knicks game? Most. And if we're, if we're both not watching, one of us is updating the other. If I'm out DJing, he's like, yo, this just happened. And now my brother and I are pretty different. Yeah. We both share a love for rap music. That's a common thread. But, I mean, without basketball and sports, I don't know what my relationship would be like with him. I don't know how often I'd be in touch with him. So I've always kind of put extra value into basketball specifically for that. That is one of the most beautiful things I've heard. But I think a lot of people that don't like sports might say that that's unhealthy. Yeah, I, it's true. But those Hold same on, stop. People, they okay. would say that it's true or you think it's true? They would say it. Okay. I don't think it's unhealthy. I think a lot of times those same LOL sports ball people yeah. will have friendships based on game of thrones and that's fine which is fine but you can't you know say one is healthy and the other isn't i don't know if i want my kid to have siblings it's not completely up to me i don't know if you know how the body works so i'm just (laughs) letting you know i want to make sure my kid has the ability to sort of casually get into any conversation and sports is a big part of that right and even if he uses sports as a way to wind down even if he uses sports as a way to just get out of the day-to-day. I think that's worth it. And the reason I say that is because I think a lot about Barack Obama. And the only stuff he would watch after the end of the day in the White House was like Sports Center, Yeah. Because yeah. that was his divorce from reality. It's not... You know, what, you know what I mean? It's mine as well. Yeah. And Obama has half and step-siblings, but he has no... Um, Direct, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. So I wonder if I'm a casual everything fan because I didn't have a sibling. Oh, yeah. Do you think you doubled down to basketball because of your brother? Um, I think basketball stayed in my life the way it has because of my brother. Yeah. So Does that make sense? It does make sense. Now, you know, we do a fantasy league every year with him and his friends. I'm the only older person, and it's like every year we all get together. What's the age friends. difference between your brother and you? Two years. Oh, so it's not a massive No, no, no. It's not, okay. a huge, not a huge deal. But, you know, these are his friends. They're his college friends. Yeah. They're, you know, the people that were in his wedding party. But when every you, year we get together and we drink and, you know, so I'm like great. part of that friend group now. Do you, 
feel more, do you feel more connected because of fantasy? Because you'd have to sort of know about everybody. I think fantasy helps you become a fanatic in a way where you're tracking every player and how good they're doing at a certain point in time. And yeah, I think it helps you follow the league closer. Do you have favorite players that aren't, in, aren't Knicks? Oh, yeah. Tons. Who's your number one? Of all time? No, right now. Oh, man. Who, who are you going to watch on League Pass tonight just because they're playing? See, I'm like, it's so early in the season. I don't have my, like, my team that's not the Knicks yet. Oh, so every year you have like a team? Usually by the end of the year, there's like a team I'm going for. I, okay, I have an answer. It's Nikola Jokic on, okay. the, on the Nuggets. I love that guy. Why? Um, he's, he's unlike anybody. Well, he's like Sabonis, who is one of my favorite players. He's this big, tall Serbian who passes a lot and really well. He looks completely out of shape, but then deceptively is just good. Um, it just doesn't make sense. You yeah. look at the guy and you're like, what? Are there any and players in the Knicks that are someone like that for you right now? Um, well, R.J. Barrett, the rookie, is, uh-huh. is very exciting. And I like him because he's a smart player. And we haven't had a smart player in New York in quite some time. Do All you, of our heroes have been questionable. Do you believe that the Knicks could build around R.J. Barrett? I strangely do. Why strangely? Well, I mean fool me once kind of thing as a Knicks fan. Do you think the Knicks could win a championship with your current ownership? Yeah. Okay. See, and, and, and I think that's an unpopular opinion, but I, I, there are so many shitty owners that win championships. <laughs> let's I go, mean, let's like, talk about the ownership because I think that for non-sports fans, this is the stuff where you're like, oh, this is fascinating to me. Yeah. So, okay. The Bulls ownership is fine. Um, they're not horrible. They're not great. They clearly... Uh, fucked up after the Jordan era, but they brought in the Jordan era and they kept the Jordan era and you had six years of that. So like you could still sort of live off of that. And unfortunately they are and their logo is great. So right. the and Knicks never, they, they, they were at the top of the mountain, but they never reached the summit. You went to the finals in your lifetime, but you never won. Is that correct? That's correct. Twice in my lifetime. Against yes. the Rockets? Against the Rockets and against the Spurs in the yeah. lockout season. Yeah. So you got close, but you weren't there. Now, why is your ownership for a lot of people the reason you're never going to get there? So Jim Dolan takes over the Knicks um, sometime around 98, 99. Now, his dad, Charles Dolan, owns Cablevision. Um, which, which is owns, a New York thing? Which is a, yeah, New York um, kind of cable company, okay. now internet, hybrid, all that. Um, they also own MSG and the Knicks and the Rangers and the Liberty um, MSG Entertainment, I think Rockefeller. So it's not that dissimilar to the Leonardo, the, the the DC system, where it's the same owner for the yeah, camps. yeah. Some some cities are like that. Yeah. So so Charles Dolan, uh, the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago White Sox have the same owner. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, anyway, so Charles passes the company on to Jim, his younger son, and it just all sort of falls apart from there. It's classic kind of nepotism, silver spoon. Jim doesn't really know what he's doing. Former alcoholic, uh, reformed, born again Christian. Whoa, stop. Yeah. Dolan's born again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very religious. We are not even close to the best part about this story. Continue. Well, there's so much. I don't even know. I can't fit it all in. Um, he ends up trading Patrick Ewing. I mean, it's just like decision after decision after decision where he's kind of ill-informed, acting like shooting from the hip, kind of making weird hirings and firings. Very paranoid, egotistical guy who has a really strict media policy and just a bad company culture. Okay, now there's two things about everything you need to know about James Dolan to me. Uh, number oh, one. Yeah, you're going to get to the good one. Number one is Charles Oakley. 
Okay. Former really good, not great basketball player, Michael Jordan's best friend, Charles Oakley. What happens with Charles Oakley and Dolan? I have a I have a different take on this. Um, so oh, I want to know your take. Charles Oakley is uh, at the Garden. He's kind of he's there taunting and and apparently being drunk and saying obscenities. He gets kicked out of MSG really dramatically and theatrically, and then banned from Knicks games by Dolan because he criticizes Dolan here and there. That's it. Um, I don't think you can go into any establishment and drunkenly like curse at the owner and expect not to get kicked out. Also, Charles Oakley noted kind of degenerate gambler. How, ho- homof- how dare homophobe. you say a friend of Michael Jordan's is a degenerate? And then the other story, the other thing you need to know about James Dolan, if you're going to know one thing about James Dolan, James Dolan has a band. Sure does. James Dolan band plays the building his daddy owned and gave to him. JD and the Straight Shot. So JD and the Straight Shot. I did not know about this until I think a Reply All episode, and then I asked you about this. You've seen? I think you've seen this band. No, 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 no. This band plays a lot, though. Yeah. At Madison's. There, here we go. This is a, find a church. It's fascinating. So this is his band. Yes, this is his band. He's always wanted to play music. That's his childhood dream. He's a boomer that just grew up wanting to be Eric Clapton or whatever else. So he he kind of plays the blues. In, his, in the past 10, 15 years, he has hired the best vocal coaches money can buy. He has the best session musicians from Nashville that play with him. He books himself to open for bands like the Eagles. Um, <laughs> That's amazing! Venues that he owns. That's amazing. And he even references the Knicks in some of the lyrics. That's amazing. Yeah, there's a song like Sell the Knicks, and he's kind of poking fun at everybody asking him to sell the Knicks and how hard it is to do a good job. And you things. think... R.J. Barrett could overcome this mania. I think... And lead the Knicks I think to the promised that land. after 20 years, I have a slice of cautious optimism that he has decided to outsource all basketball decisions. Okay. To focus more on his music. But he's still there. Yes. Has this, in the history of sports, ever worked? Where someone that was super involved that shouldn't have been was still part of the organization, but took a step back and they won. I don't have references offhand, but yes. I can't think of one in my lifetime. Across all sports. I mean, here's a perfect example. The the New York Rangers have won. The New York Rangers have been very good. Does he care about the Rangers as much as he does the Sure, he's there at those games. Okay. Then that's a good answer. Thank you. Yeah. So, like, it can happen. Is it, like, the perfect circumstances to breed that? No. From what I've heard, like I said, the company culture is not good. And that trickles down to, you know, any position yeah. at the Garden. So, is that good? No. <laughs> From what I've heard, there's this new regime in place that's running basketball operations. They have Craig Robinson in, Michelle Obama's brother. is a player development guy. Mm-hmm. They, they really cleaned house. Um, it's the only African-American president, GM, and coach combination in hmm. all of sports, I believe. Okay. Um, there are some things to celebrate. That he's, I think he gets kind of a bad rap. You um, do, yeah. So you're do. a Dolan apologist. I'm. What's his band? JD and the JD in the Straight Shot. Yeah, you're a straight shot. A you're straight, a straight shooter. Straight shooter. The guy. Look, there are some owners who are cheap, and they'll make decisions based on that, and yeah. they'll get rid of players because they don't want to pay luxury tax. Dolan's got an open checkbook. That's good. Um, again, he's, Carmelo Anthony. That backfires. That backfires. Phil Jackson was what backfired. His friend That's Irving true. Irving Azoff, a music industry guy, they're at a party in L.A. Irving goes, Jim, just let Phil do it. 
Irving's friends with Phil. Yeah. And this is Jim acting in good faith, like, okay, I should stop getting involved. I'm going to let a, a legend do it. And it made, it made a lot of sense on paper. I don't think a lot of Knicks fans were upset when they brought in Phil Jackson. No, we were thrilled. Because what did he do with every team he's ever coached? Right, exactly. One championship. Spotless track record. But it is a different job. It is a very different job, and he is old. Yeah, Michael Jordan, same thing. Greatest player of all time. Not the best GM of all time. Oh, God, It's a different job. And I asked you this uh, off mic a while ago, not a while ago. What's going on with China right now in basketball is incredibly important, and it relates to the New York Knicks. Because Mm. two of the ten biggest free agents in the offseason would have gone to New York ten years ago, but now Brooklyn has a team. And Brooklyn is a desirable place, but Brooklyn's a desirable place because Brooklyn has a foothold in China. Correct. Now, does the NBA have a foothold in China after this last month? No one knows exactly where we're at. Right. So, as a Knicks fan, what are your thoughts on China? I know it's a loaded question. It's so loaded. But, but I it mean, relates. It all matters. No, I mean, of course, I'm like, I stand behind Mori, I stand behind Hong Kong. Like, you know, I think it's, it was cringy to see some of the players kind of step in and try to kind of defend China but not really defend China and we're mostly talking about LeBron right now yeah and not only LeBron there were you know some analysts and some other owners stepping in I mean the Nets owner made this ridiculous one-page press release kind of defending China and the Chinese people's right to you know Mm -hmm. it's messy and everyone's acting out of interest of money because the more money the NBA gets from China the more the players get the more I mean it you know and this is what makes the NBA a fascinating league the way this structure is set up, China pays the NBA X amount for rights. Half of that literally goes back to the players. Yeah. And I think that's uncommon. Is that true? I don't know the way the other sport. I, I know it's probably not like the NFL, though. Yeah, exactly. All. Well, it's 12 members of the team versus 50 yeah, 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 or 63 or something like that. So that, that's a big difference. But the, the, the money that might be lost from China is pretty substantial. Very, yeah. But how much money do you need? Well, that's a whole other existential question, right? Um, it's it's tricky. It's really, really tricky. It's really tricky. Um, I think the cultural differences, the East-West thing, for like China's an easy place to be like, well, I don't know. You yeah. know, that's complicated. Totally. If it were European or something, you'd kind of have to weigh in. You think that's I what think it is? I think it's easy for a lot of players to be like, I don't know, that's pretty complicated. But it is pretty complicated. Of course, so, are, so is everything. I mean, Not really. Some mm. things aren't. Fair. But if the, I think the problem with a lot of this is, is the okay, so let's give the, a summary of what's going to happen because in a few weeks people might not know. The Rockets general manager, correct? Mm-hmm. Said Daryl Morey said something pretty intelligent. He just tweeted something like, hey, Hong Kong tweet. I'm supportive of the Hong Kong protest. Correct. That's about it. Correct. This is a smart dude. He is not a player. Correct. He's in the front office. Mind you, the Houston Rockets have history, particularly. Because of Yao Ming. Thank you. In China. Okay, so um, I don't think it's. But, but, but here's the thing. I keep thinking like it's an American thing. It's a, it's a it's anti-American to be against protest. But yeah. the more I think about it, I'm like, maybe it's not. It's anti, It's it's not anti-American to some. Maybe this is yet another red versus blue thing in the states. I think so. I, I didn't think that when this first came out. I thought it was like the most obvious thing. It's like, of course you'd stand with the protesters. Why wouldn't you? All they're saying is, like, we want to be free. That's the whole foundation gimmick of this country. Why is that any different? But only now, like a month, two months later, I'm like, oh, shit, not everyone believes that. And capitalism, I mean, you know. (laughs) So 
the reason why this was even more awkward is because there was a uh, preseason game between the Warriors and the Lakers. So LeBron gets involved, and I think LeBron makes his first misstep since the decision. Yeah. And he says, this is too complicated more. He should have essentially shut up. Essentially. And then he kind of walks that back. He walks it back. He kind of got out of it a little unscathed. I don't think anybody's really holding him too accountable for that. I think we all have short memories with that stuff. The fact is, this is going to... The Hong Kong protests are going to go indefinitely as of now. People aren't going to have short memories. This will affect everything. Or it won't. And that's kind of some of the takes I've been reading is like, this is a lot of bark from China to make a point to their public and that they will have a short memory as it relates to this. And as time goes by and it becomes less and less in the news, they'll just kind of pretend nothing ever that's happened. Most, that's most protest ever. Yeah, yeah. But the NBA does not have an equivalent. There's no secondary league people are going to be like, well, we'll just air the, the not NBA NBA That's games. why I think China eventually just comes back. You think they're going to come back? I do. You think, yeah. okay, I don't disagree. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. This will affect the game. There will be more and more money. The NBA, I do think, will be the world sport in 100 years. I, I think it's going to overtake so soccer. Well. They're investing a lot, and they have for a while in Africa as well as a market. And in player development. Yeah, I, I do think the NBA has always been globally minded in mm-hmm. this way. Um, their commissioners have seemed to be smarter and more tapped into cultural zeitgeist, too, than I think any other sport. Do you think about social issues when you think about sports? Because I think it's fair to say you're probably a bleeding heart liberal. You've only lived in blue places. Yeah. I know where you work. I, I try to not. But actually. you are, and so am I. No, I mean, to your first question, I try not to think about social issues when I think about sports. How do you not, though? Because it's my detachment. Is it? You know? I'm watching sports for, like, I'm not saying it doesn't come into play, and, and, but that's not... You know. Do you, does your brother ever talk to you about it in, no, the, really. in the feeds? It doesn't matter if you're playing. So, like, what if Dennis Rodman's in the crowd? We're gonna say he's lost his mind. I mean, no, it's not. It's not like a spark for political conversation okay. between us. Do you want to have a child? I know it's a big question. If you don't, um, you could fib. I no. The honest answer is I could go either way. It's circumstantial. Do you want your kid, if you have a kid, to become a Knicks fan? <laughs> I don't I mean that would be fun it would be fun in the same way it would be fun to like the same music and have anything to share with a family member would um, you want him to not be a f- them to be a fan of any specific team no let's say you have a daughter her name is Jill and Jill's like hey I'm a huge Sacramento Kings fan. Would you be like, why? Or would you be like, I guess we're getting some purple gear? Like, what? Yeah, are- I'd be like, I guess we're going to go sit front row when the Kings come to town. Like, okay. Yeah, for sure. So there's not one team you're like, just like, no, I'm not, we're not doing this. What if they were I'll Wizards go fans? outside of basketball and say the New England Patriots. Okay, so what if just because of the whole owner... Uh, oh, man, it's, it's layered for me because I'm just a New York Boston. Is it a New York? It starts there, okay. and then it just gets so much worse with... Are you glad you're a New York fan? Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever wish you were a Chicago fan? No. Why? Why are you saying it like that? I've won more championships than you. Because I grew up hating the Bulls. And the funny thing is when my brother was really young, he was a Michael Jordan fan and a Bulls fan. Yeah. Well, how how weren't you? You know what I mean? I... You You never got into it? I was... It was the underdog. Were it you was, wearing Ewings? Hell yeah. Yes, really? Ewing jersey. And I, No, what about the shoes? Did you wear Ewings? Oh, yeah. I had some Ewings, yes. Did you have Jordans, though? Uh, no. Really? Well, 
Jordan's, now you probably yeah, have Jordans, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. when later you were, on. But when I was like young, young, no, it was all Nick's gear. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was your favorite Nick? Ewing. But you're not tall. I was. You were. I was like the tallest kid in class. Did you play center? Yeah, I was a center. Are you any good at basketball? Nah, I wish. <laughs> I, wish I wish I was. Um, you don't have a bad body. You seem like you could run. But the thing is, you don't uh, smoke. Like, well, you could do this. I was a, 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 a shot blocking center as a kid, and now I'm the size of a guard, and I just cannot dribble. What's your height? Six foot, about. And you can't dribble. Can't dribble. Can't shoot. Really? No. <laughs> and you're no. okay with that? No. I, I, I can maneuver my way around a court. Like, you know, I can set picks. I can, I can do things. Okay. But I, I, I would like to play more. It's something I say to myself every year. I am a moderate Bulls fan at best. I want to like the team. What's one player I should be following? Laurie Markkinen. Why? Because um, he's good. Okay. That's <laughs> helpful. Thank you. He is good. Um, he's young. He is Finnish, I believe. He is, uh, went to school in Arizona. He's kind of a Porzingis type where he's like seven foot tall. He shoots really well. Can we talk a little bit about a Porzingis? Yeah, That please. was the Knicks' future. It was. Christos Porzingis. Uh, it's traded on my birthday last year. You were bummed out. Initially, of And course. then quickly you found out, hey, this yeah. isn't so bad for right. you. That was a very frustrating time as a Knicks fan, a real Knicks fan. I say this because there are a lot of just like, you know... Casual Knicks fans that kind of repeat what the talking heads say, and it's like, oh, the Knicks blew it. They lost Porzingis. We did the best we absolutely could in that situation. Okay, so what happened with Porzingis? Porzingis went from, like, the great white hope to So Phil Jackson drafts him. Uh, He's playing alongside Carmelo Anthony. He's better than anybody ever expected. Um, Things sour with Phil. He's got two different coaches, three different coaches in two years. The Knicks lose a lot. We get Rose and Noah. They suck. Carmelo becomes a scapegoat. Carmelo being Porzingis' friend. It's a mess at Madison Square Garden. And I think Porzingis and his representation are like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a burning fire. Yeah. Then Scott Perry Fisdale, the new regime, comes in. And by then it's too late. Like That cake has been baked. So there's no saving the relationship with Porzingis. He's already like, I'm sorry. Like I'm never going to sign here again. So what do you do? Um... You make the best of it. You get as many assets as you can back for the guy. Or he sticks around and complains and holds out. Mm-hmm. And then his value goes down. On top of all that, we find out after the trade that he had been um, accused of rape. And that the Knicks knew about this. Um, that, I think, plays into this a little bit as well. Whether or not those accusations were true, he certainly put himself in a position to yeah. be accused of such a thing. and that says something about your ability to live in a market like New York and play and so for me it was just like good riddance now Porzingis is currently not playing because he's still hurt he's he's playing he's playing now yeah he's on the maps he's playing well okay does do you have any are you gonna watch Mavs Knicks games is it gonna be contentious is anybody gonna care I'm rooting against the Mavs so intensely because we have their draft pick okay so the more they lose the better it is for us otherwise I don't really care the only team I hate watch is the Nets why because they're doing a lot of shit talking about like this is our city now. Well, it kind of is. More people want to play not, for Brooklyn. Though. I mean, and the Knicks Nets games at Barclays, Kyrie's getting booed by Knicks fans. There are more Knicks fans there than there are Nets fans. It's a Knicks city. Do you think that the Nets should have stayed in Jersey? No, good for them. It's fine. You're, you want Brooklyn Nets? No, I didn't, and I don't. Um, but have I you guess, been to the stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, right? It's a nice stadium. I, it's not nearly the um, in-game experience that MSG is. So here's my, one of my favorite things about League Pass is occasionally the, they don't show local commercials, so you get to see like the in. Oh, ca- I love that. It's so it. you get to see the in arena feed. Yeah, it's weird. Um, do you know who Serengeti is? No. Okay. 
do me a favor. This is how I want to end. Uh, pull this up. This is on the Chicago Bulls official YouTube page. There's a uh, hip hop artist named Serengeti. He's out of Chicago. He's a, he's amazing. He does uh, a lot of character rap, and uh, he had a great song about a decade ago called Dennehy, mm-hmm. and it's been updated as of like a week ago. The Bulls edition, and the Bulls are with them. They got Jenny Lewis in the video. To me. This is a representation of like all Chicago sports talks from everyone that's like 45 and older. Here it is. This is so good. Thank you, Jack. I will sort of be rooting for the Knicks. I like all the Knicks except <laughs> Bobby Portis. What did you, did you just call her Jolie J? Yeah, Jules. Bears, Hawks, Sox, Bulls. So I'm driving down Damon, WMAQ and Johnny Red. Mustache stick like deep dish crust and fresh bread. Air cone to the side, smelling like Italian beef. Only Jardinar when we turn big in for a week. Bullets off spotworks, walking like my back hurts. I saw Stacey King on Washington, picking up the wife from work. Stop at Dominic's new caller and great pop. Check out Line Lovables, radio alarm clock. Tonight watching old tapes, season of the fifth ring. Chicago 91. On the worm, defense wins everything. Ron Harper to Jack Kelly, dunked on Shaq twice. Say my parking spot, old hero exhaust pipes. Tomorrow, call the alderman, put me in his bed of the ball. We'd have 10 more titles, trophy case to a ball. Favorite actor, Benahy, favorite drink on dolls. Bears, Hawks, Socks, Bulls. Maybe we should stop winning, give the whole league a break. Title after title, line them up at least on the lake. Wheel man wear red, Scotty in his pick a horse. Got him framed in the basement, used to drive an old horse. Bob Roman, new tires, Eagle Man kick. Shirt, bench Bob, Captain Kirk, the whole court has been secured. Driving down Pulaski, one time I saw John Paxson in the same pier, I headed just north, past Jackson.